Hi, this is Paul from Global Voice Network, and this is another exciting episode of Logical Thinking and a really, really super exciting episode because today I have radio host extraordinaire, uh, awesome speaker, uh, does uh, symposiums on uh, enlightenment and awakening and and uh, all things etheric and just all things like way cool that people have completely lost touch with way too grounded people are way too grounded you know you need to well who was it that said keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars i believe that that was uh dick something or other what was his name ted help me out here that was <laughs> who was that that was dick um uh, dick, uh, dick the, tracy sorry oh no, the immortal teenager american oh. bandstand um oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Dick, uh, yeah. I can see his, I can see his, his face and he always had like, um, grease in his hair is always combed back. I know who you're oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That Dick guy that said, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. He did American top 40. No, no, no. That was Casey Kasem. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, he was a well, he was a well-known well-known uh, musician and an MC. I remember him very well. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was great. Thank you for mentioning and, him. And he, uh, and he also did the, uh, the ball drop, the ball drop and uh, Central Park. Or like, uh -huh. uh, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 It was Dick. Um, 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 I don't know. Okay. Hey, Paul, I'll look it up for you. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to drive me crazy. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I right. believe that's a character flaw, I think. I don't know. Okay. For sure. All right. Um you have you have probably one of the most amazing shows that I have ever had the pleasure of being on and the joy of listening to Out of This World Radio and it's on bbsradio.com. When is Dick that? Clark. And Dick Clark there you go. Yeah. Thank you. It's Dick Clark, my friend. I just, <laughs> I just said, you know, that's perfect. Um, now I got to get back to the screen. I hope that's I can okay. find you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll kill a minute until you get there. Uh, BBSradio.com. You have Out of This World Radio. And uh, that's uh, Saturday evenings, right? Uh, you have multiple time slots on that, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's Saturday evening. So it goes from um, starts at 10 a.m. Um, Pacific and goes till noon or one. And then it starts up again at three and goes till four or five in the afternoon. The afternoon show uh, is usually a Spanish show. Um, I had a uh, translator and then she got busy, but I, th I, th I found somebody else good to replace her. And then I also have a German show on Mondays from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific or on uh, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, Central European time. And that's been to Austria, Switzerland and Germany. Wow. What kind of things do you talk about on the, the same things? Well, no, it's different shows, different times or different shows. I don't like to repeat. Um, the purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And um, and uh, that's the purpose of my life, actually. It started back in Atlantis 12,500 years ago when I and other light workers, and you were there too, Paul, we all tried to stop the cabal, the then cabal from destroying Atlantis, but we failed. So they ended up destroying Atlantis with crystalline and nuclear weapons. They were sh I'm told that they were shooting uh, these weapons through Atlantis, through the crust of the earth to Lemuria. 
in, a, in an attempt to attack Lemuria and control, they ended up blowing up Atlantis, blowing up much of the world. And um, so we're all back again on the stage again. And what Shakespeare said, you know, all life's a stage, and we're, but actors upon it. So we're all back doing these roles again. But this time there's a difference, Paul, because we're going to win this time. We are winning. And the negatives are getting beat, beaten back. It's the destiny of this planet and humanity on the planet, Paul, to ascend into the higher dimensions. And we're finally doing it. You know, this is the seventh civilization that's been that's attempted to shift into the higher dimensions, Paul, seven. And it's gone on for millions of years. I myself um, have been here 52,000 years. You've also been here that long, Paul. And sometimes if you feel like you're an old soul, where you are, um, full of wisdom, and that's why you're doing your show now. And I'm so happy to be here, Paul. We're going to reach a lot of listeners. But um, all of us have, have, have came down here to this planet to be part of this ascension. And, you know, we only have about maybe five or six months left of third dimension left. And after that, we'll shift into the fourth dimension by August or September this year. And then at the end of fall or end of 2024, we'll shift into 5D. And won't that be something else? And I can talk I can talk about the differences in what 4D means and what 3D means and what 5D means. But it's um but the important thing is is that the decisions people make now, Paul, will affect humanity and their own lives for many thousands of years. Let's say, for example, um somebody um doesn't doesn't want to go along with the new earth, wants to stay with the old ways of doing things. Uh, well, Mother Earth doesn't want you here anymore, and you will exit, and you'll go to the other side of this of this solar system, to an Earth-like planet that's in the same orbital path as this as this planet, Paul. Um, it's a lower third-dimensional planet, and you'll work out your karma for one Mayan Katun cycle, which is twenty-five thousand eight hundred years. That's the time it takes this solar the Earth in this solar system to go around the central sun of the Milky Way galaxy, and every time it does that. There's an ascension cycle. So at the end of every 25,800 years, there's a chance for people on this planet to ascend to, to higher dimensions. There's two other smaller ascension cycles, once every 2,000 years. And it's no accident that Jesus was here on this planet 2,000 years. And there's a smaller one within that of every 100 years. So you go back 100 years and there was the Roaring Twenties and you know, Charleston and, uh, you know, all that great, great music from the 20s and a lot of progressive things coming up. But that was an ascension cycle, too. So if you go back in history far enough, you'll you'll see the patterns. So but all all three ascension cycles now are meeting right now. Wow. And we're right in the middle of it, right in the middle of it. So <clears throat> is it your impression that this ascension cycle is actually going to stick because this is the time that it's also aligned with earth's ascension cycle earth is ready to ascend right we weren't ready to ascend before because earth wasn't ready now earth is ready and she's dragging us along for the ride exactly and in september 2016 earth decided gaia she's a living entity she decided i'm sick and tired of waiting for humanity to catch up to start so she's gonna she started anyway it started with the human residents which doubled from 7.8 hertz to 13.8 hertz within this month of september 2016 she went ahead and decided to start shifting ahead and she said fellow humans i love you dearly you're welcome i hope you can come with me but if you don't i'm moving ahead because of all the planets in this solar system and there's not eight or nine there's 40 planets if you count all the ones in different dimensions 
there's 40 planets in this solar system. We were whole, humanity here who wanted to stick with the old ways of fighting and war and disharmony. We were all, they were all holding the rest of the solar system and by extension, the rest of this galaxy and the rest of this universe from forging ahead because it's and, and ascending because it's it's a, it's a it's a universe wide ascension that's happening right now and we're the we're we're the middle of it that's why all eyes of the universe are on us right now and there's a lot of ET um, light that's watching your show tonight um, and watching what kinds of what kinds of decisions we all make for the future you know and this this whole thing um, with the shot program I'll be careful what I say. Okay. Um, what the shot program is um, um, is actually it's an attempt to stop our ascension because if you take the shot, it'll definitely harm your chances of living, and also it'll permanently damage your DNA structure. There's a lot of things I'm not going to go into it now, but there's a lot of problems right. with the shot program. So it's not to, it's not to say that you can't get help if you need help. I have a list of inexpensive remedies, homemade stuff, things that do help. Just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com or you can go to my website out of this world 1150.com and i'm happy to send it to you for free but um but there's a lot going on right now and it truly is an exciting time to be alive it's challenging you know we have been under lock lockdown on this scamdemic now for almost two years or about two years and it's just it's a scam you know look how quickly it's gone from um the shot program to ukraine and who knows what they're going to next? Yeah. Up, they'll have green men from Mars attacking us. Who knows? But something well, in, in fear, you know, they're they're trying to paint President Putin as this infinitely bad guy. He's an invader. He's taking over the country. The the Ukrainian refugees, they're running for their lives and everything else. <clears throat> I've seen pictures where the news <clears throat> stills showing the people escaping is actually a scene from a movie that came out of Hollywood like 10 years ago, five or 10 years ago. Okay. So, and, uh, and the, the Ukraine on fire is a reverse image of one that they used years ago for Beirut on fire. <laughs> it's, but, but at least that one, they reversed it. They gave it a mirror. So it wasn't the same picture. All the buildings were backwards, whatever. It's a good thing right. there weren't any right. billboards because then you right. would know they were backwards. But Gaia, Gaia, she she's intelligent. And yeah, I really is. think that her heart is breaking right now. It with, is. It is. With the things that are going on. I mean, yeah, Gaia, Gaia loves us dearly. She wants as many, as President Kennedy told me a year ago, Leave no neighbor behind. Try to bring as many people as you can along with you in this ascension process. Because it doesn't come around very often. And those who, for those of you who missed the boat, missed the train, missed your flight, um, there'll be another one 25,800 years from now. And, uh, I mean, to some people, maybe that's not a long time. To me, I think it is. But maybe some people don't. Think yeah. It is. Um, hello. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's... 25,000, well, would that be 250,000 lifetimes? If a person lived to be 100? Um, well, um, you and I have been here for 52,000 years. And each spiritual lifetime is about 80 years. So 70, 80 years. So it, it roughly works out to 720 lifetimes. Or um, 360 lifetimes per every 25,800 year ascension cycle. So 
you know, Paul, you don't look a day over 10,000 years old. You look very young mm. at your age. And that's a compliment. And <laughs> Well, I, okay, so, so what you're saying is these guys don't have anything to worry about. If they don't manage to wake up for this ascension cycle, they've got another at least 300 years to get it right. Yeah, right? I mean, well, I hope. <laughs> yeah i have well 300 or 700 whichever whichever right, works right 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 so i i firmly believe that gaia has uh enough intelligence and enough uh capacity for self-preservation that though she loves us and wants us to come along with her that if need be that she will shake us off like a bad case of fleas right. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's uh she's given it her all she's been uh she's had all she can stand she can't stands no more just like popeye <laughs> and uh it's uh it's our it's our opportunity to to wake up and open our eyes and and I like how you mentioned you know bring try to bring your friends neighbors and family along with you but the most important thing to remember is if you talk to somebody uh, about two or three things and they're just not getting it just give them some independent research work turn around and go to the next person because these people that won't wake up are extremely well suited at wasting your time and keeping you from waking other people. Right. Up. Right. 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 So, right. Well, it's not, it doesn't hurt to try, but I'll tell you, uh, Joseph Stalin, I'll tell you an example from Joseph Stalin. Um, he, he, um, he had a, he, he admired Adolf. He had a love hate relationship with Hitler. Of course he hated Hitler for attacking the Soviet union, but he also admired him for the way he was able to, uh, brainwash people and manipulate them with big lies because hitler said during world war ii that if you um if you say a, a lie loud enough and long enough then people will believe it so what stalin did after world war ii paul he 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 had 50 soviet citizens and he told them a lie every day for two months at the end of the at the end of those two months 96 percent of all those people or um something like uh um what uh, 40 i don't know 45 46 40, 47 uh, people in that original 50 group believed the lie and you couldn't get their mind changed. It's like looking at people with the mat, with the, you know, face. Yeah, with the thing. <laughs> with the thing. thing you, know, you try to talk to them and it's like you've insulted them deeply mm -hmm. if you try to challenge their, you know, their belief system, you know, and yes. it's like, well, hey, I've got a hundred medical studies and you don't believe them, you know, so I just. And they uh, respond with hostility. Mm -hmm. They get hostile. And and if I, what I think is like really amazing, I have no idea how they pulled it off or how they managed it. But I talk to people and they just don't like uh, Mr. T. They don't they don't like him. But if you ask them, why don't you like him? They don't know why. They can't they can't tell you. Yeah, because they don't know why they've been brainwashed. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't know why. It's an irrational hatred for another being. Right. And you, you, you cannot get them out of that rut. I mean, even right. even when all the crazy stuff comes out about the uh, the the child abuses and the uh, the SRAs, uh, the ritual abuses, the uh, <clears throat> the controlling families, the evil bloodlines. Even when that stuff comes out, I think a lot of the population is just not going to believe it. 
even if they see it right. in full living color on their big screen TV, they won't believe it. I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, I've heard the comment before, Paul, that, you know, people are concerned about those who um, who don't know, don't want to know the facts. And there's going to come to a point where you just have, they just have to be told because they have intentionally stuck their heads in the sand and refused to open up to it, you know, and call people like you and me crazy for talking about it. So, you know, Ozzy and Harriet from the 50s doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. You know, the, 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 you know, I mean, we have a good country in the United States with a lot of good people. And there's good people in Canada and Mexico and Japan and in Africa, around the world, and in Russia. There's a lot of good people everywhere around the world. But, um, and you have to remember that there's just a small minority of the world population who are trying to destroy us. And they're going to fail because we are meant to ascend and we're getting help now from Gaia, from planet, and this, and from God herself. God has decreed that this planet shall ascend. So it's starting to ascend now. And the old ways of doing things with war and fighting, that's all going by the, the wayside. It's not going to work. None of it's going to work. Um, but we, it's the destiny of this planet, Paul, I think, to be happy, healthy, and live harmoniously with each other. And, and that's how I look at it. And we're all one people. We all have God within us. And it doesn't matter what race, creed, color, you're from, what country you're from, what language you speak, what sex you are, whatever. We're all equal in the eyes of God. And I do believe in God or a supreme being. And, and, and she is helping us now. I know she is. So. And we were actually supposed to be intergalactic. We were actually supposed to be long, long ago taking mm -hmm. what makes humanity special uh, our creativity, our compassion, our um, our understanding for our our empathy. We were supposed to be doing the Star Trek thing a long right. time ago. I mean, traveling the galaxy and just exposing ourselves to other uh, life forms and exposing them to us. Mm -hmm. That's what we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 But they and, stopped it. <laughs> right. They stopped it. They stopped it several times, actually. But we will fulfill that now. And we are fulfilling that. And there's nothing that the negatives can do to stop us, Paul. Because we I know we will be successful. Yeah. Well, we've we've actually had technologies that uh, that people wouldn't be able to believe today. We actually had those technologies thousands of years ago. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. <clears throat> If you look at the scarring on this planet, you will see that like the natural, um, the natural uh, rock formations and things like right. Devil's Tower. Hello. Oh, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> that that is a yeah. petrified tree. OK. <laughs> My God. That is amazing. <laughs> and uh, like the Grand Canyon. OK. Right. There's a rock like 300 feet up in the air on this like vertical tower. And it is not only perfectly cut flat, like this 12 foot rock, it's perfectly cut flat. And there are circular saw blade marks in the rock. And it's like 300 feet in the air. Oh it's my like, God. there's no way to get near it. Yeah. Well, the Gaia has been, St literally strip mined and we were not supposed to have deserts mm -hmm. 
our deserts are the sand after they had mined the precious precious materials from right. elsewhere on the planet pulverized it extract the valuable and then they just dumped the sand somewhere that's sure. what actually created the deserts wow that's amazing wow, wow. we are we are supposed to be a garden of eden that's everywhere. right mm -hmm. i agree mm -hmm. so and really, when you talk about an ecosystem or when you talk about like a desert area as opposed to uh, an area that has fertile soil, okay, the fertile soil came from the fact that there were trees and there were plants and that the biomatter composted and it rebuilt the soil, it built up the, the surface soil and the continual growing of plants and the retention of water and everything else, it actually caused that tepid climate in right. that area right. but if you have a thousand square miles and you dump nothing but sand on it that is baked by the sun during the day it's superheated any water that lands on it completely runs deep underground there's no way anything that can grow above it i believe that the deserts on this planet did not naturally occur they were created by making those sand piles. That's what I believe. Have you because heard about in the, in the, um, what's it called? Uh, there, there's an ancient Hindu Bible, uh, Mahabharata, uh, and they talk about a nuclear war in, um, in Northern India oh, yeah. years ago, where the whole sand was turned to glass by the nuclear radiation. There's, yeah. al there's also a place called uh, Sexy Woman. It's a, um, it's an archaeological, it's a very ancient archaeological site in Cusco, Peru, where there's a part of it I've heard about, which is also where the sand also has turned into green glass. And they also, archaeologists also think that that was, that was as a result of a nuclear war as well. So it was well, how, many, how many other areas around the world have like, uh, like carvings and hieroglyphs of like, some of the spacecraft and some of the uh, the aerial craft that we're seeing flying around today, like triangular shaped saucers or triangular shaped ships, the TR thirty four B, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And that patent's been released. That's wow. something that the U.S. military has had for like ten or twenty years. Wow! Amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, like, oh, I saw a video the other day and it was talking about the Dorito parasite. Have you heard about the Dorito parasite? Does that infect Dorito potato chips? No, no, it's a Dorito. It's an orange shaped triangle. It is a parasite. It's like this big. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah, that big. And it has a needle on one end that has like protruding tentacles that like stick into like the wall of whatever part of the body it is in and then it's got like a suction cup end on the other end so so it can grab on and it can hold itself on and there is a youtube video hmm. where this woman claims that she did a uh, borax detox she accidentally overdosed on a borax detox and like days later she had diarrhea and this thing wound up in the toilet. It was inside her and it looks exactly like a Doritos, uh, Doritos potato chip. Did right. she take, did 
did she take the jab? Um, no, I don't believe that she did because she said that she eats naturally. She, she doesn't eat processed foods. She's very careful about what she puts in her body. So sure. I would think that she would be just as careful with anything that she allowed to be stuck in her body. A lot of times people also get hit with this crap by through the sort of stuff sprayed in the sky. Oh, yeah. And it could have easily. Let me look at that real quick. I think that's probably what happened to her. Let me double check. Yeah, that's how she got it. It was sprayed from above. It was sprayed I mean, from she, above. Yeah, she. I mean, she could eat as healthy as she wants. But, I mean, the air she breathes, stuff's coming through the atmosphere. A lot of those, a lot of those planes that you see spraying that stuff, Paul, aren't from the U.S. military. They are actually shape-shifted reptilian UFOs made to look like a U.S. military Air Force plane. So we think that our government's spraying it when they're not. I've seen that happen many, many times. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I've also seen instances where um, I was with um, the letter before R when he was able to uh, destroy them. Concentrating, he would take his fingers, point it at it and disintegrate it oh yeah cloud busting cloud busting right i've done that i've done yeah, that you can do it you can do it yeah i actually put i actually put my initials in a cloud and it, it took days to do it okay mm -hmm. but i but you know one day i concentrated and i put like a p in a cloud uh -huh. And then the next day, day after that, then I put the G in the cloud and I didn't get that one finished. So I had to do it over again the next day. Uh -huh. And then I did a V in the cloud. But yeah, absolutely. And they, they talked about cloud bursting in a movie that had, uh, uh, what was his name? Um, cloud busting. It was, uh, uh, I, I forget, but <clears throat> it's... Uh, like uh amazing geographical area two weeks from everywhere you know and that was another line in the movie but <laughs> the funny. title escapes me yeah but so <clears throat> these are multi-dimensional reptilian craft that are actually spraying little reptilian uh parasite babies in the air and people are breathing them in and they just happily grow and they're also terraforming the planet too. The the whole planet planet of Draco for the reptilians is composed of uh, titanium, barium, strontium, sulfur, and um, yeah, and aluminum. And guess what? The chemtrails are made out of. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's same, what they're spraying. Same same elements. And so they're trying to change the atmos the atmosphere of this planet. One of the people um, um, who's been paying for Part of that program is a guy named Bill in Seattle. He's got a, I, I don't want to mention his name, but he's got a computer company um, that has windows in it. And you've got the picture. He's yeah. been paying hundreds of millions of dollars to have that done. Um, anyway, that's a whole other story. But um, they're trying to terraform the planet so the planet becomes more like the reptilian home planet of Draco rather than a Earth, more friendly less friendly to humans and more friendly to the reptilians who breathe. They also like hot places too. They like hot, hot weather areas. That's why area 51 is in the hot Nevada desert. That's why the old Dulce base is in the four corners of Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico, because um, that's very hot there. And they, they like hot weather. Uh, you know, if you look at a lizard or a snake, 
out in the desert, they get active when it's hot. They don't like mm -hmm. it's cold, but that's the kind of climates they like. They're much more likely to have something there than they are in a cold place on the planet here. So the deserts that we have were probably created by them for a reason. It's not just that they were dumping the drinks in there. That would make a lot of sense. Absolutely. They were yeah. actually creating a hospital and the hospitable environment to their physiology. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's wow. right. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, getting back to my story about the Dorito parasite, the, where, oh, the, yeah, right. the, the little connecting, the connecting thing about that was they looked up, they tried to identify that Dorito shaped parasite. They looked for pictures all over the internet. They scoured the internet in America and they also scoured the internet from France. Two people scoured the internet trying to find what this was. And as close as they could come to it, which would be almost identically, is a carving on a Rosetta stone that is at least a thousand years old. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And wow. She she had gotten some pictures from a friend of hers that were all of these stones from like ancient, uh, like archaeological digs. And a lot of the hieroglyphics on the stones were actually identifiers of like parasites and things. And that was one of them. It was the oh, last wow. photo that she sent. Interesting. So, well, the, the negatives do time travel. The, the reptilians and the greys entered our time and space reality here in third dimension in 1931 when they met with uh, Nazi scientists and offered their offered assistance, which they did. But once they were in our timeline, I know this sounds like sci-fi, but from what I'll tell you my source in a minute, they came into our time and space reality in 1931 in Germany and they went back to time to about. Uh, just after the fall of Atlantis to about nine or 9,000, 9,500 or 9,000 BC because the Atlanteans could fight them and get rid of them because they had that technology. But they came in just after Atlantis fell. And so to make it look, and they've altered our history since that time to make it look like um, they've been here for thousands of years, which they haven't been. They've been here a relatively short time. This is from the Andromedans. Galax Collier channeled this information from the Andromeda Galaxy. So they've only been here um, for less than 100 years. But it looks like if you, if, you went, if you had a time machine, Paul, and went back to 1930 or before, they would not be in our timelines at all. But because they came in 31, they changed the history. They went back in time. Now, that violated cosmic law because you're not supposed to, to change history like that. But they did. And they've done a lot of things against our free will, violated free will so many times. Well, well, just look at what's happened, like between 1931 and 1934. That's when a lot of the draconian uh, admiralty, uh, uh, truly, truly uh, government overreaches right. that have occurred from, sure, from 31 to 34. Mm -hmm. Hitler signed, uh, signed a, a cooperation agreement with the Repillians in 1936, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed uh, an agreement with them to exchange technology as 1934 as well. From what I heard, FDR was on a trip to the Panama Canal at the time on a boat, and the Greys visited him at that time, and they did some sort of transfer. You're not going to find this in the history books, but that's what I've been told by mm -hmm. people's sources. So. No, they've been, that's the history there. books have been scrubbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, actually, I think history books have value as uh, works of fiction. <laughs> Because that's what they are. 
<laughs> you know, isn't it isn't it interesting that the science fiction mm-hmm. is actually telling stories and and giving examples of technology that's been on this rock for dozens of thousands of years, and the history books, which are actually the the true recorded accounts of humanity from the beginning of time, are nothing but works of fantasy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, if you look at the word history, dissect his story. His yeah. story. Yep. So the victors always write the history. I'll give you an example. In the town I grew up in, Olympia, Washington, there is a place on the north end of a lake called Capitol Lake, which is man-made. It's a long story. Anyway, um, there's a there's a plaque to the first um, uh, white man who built a mill there, 1846. Uh, nothing is mentioned about the Indians. Well, guess what? In order for him to build that mill there, he had to wipe out a whole bunch of Indians. And the and I heard this story from local elders around Olympia, that Native American elders, that the Indians used to use that spot where the mill was as a way for, to, to travel 300, 200, and 300 miles north to see their, see their other Native American friends over by Vancouver Island. And they would travel back and forth using uh, fourth and fifth dimensional travel, travel passwords on the astral plane. And but that's not listed there at all because it's his story, history. It's hmm. written by the victors, and nothing is mentioned of the Native Americans there. And this area, actually, an area is a sacred spot. Of course, nothing is mentioned because of it. So, yeah, the Native Americans have just gotten a raw deal, and they are just—they are just leaps and bounds more spiritual, more connected, and, yeah, and more right. in touch with Gaia than than mm-hmm. we could ever be. Yeah, really. yeah. So. I agree. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> but they've well, gotten a raw deal. Um, would you like to know what I see for the future? For I would love it. I was, okay. All right. I was thinking well, of where to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, also, I, I do want to talk about some of the interviews, some of the people that you've had on your show over the last like week or two. And like, like just give us like little teasers. And I also want you to tell people how to find your show and how to find the archives. Okay. Thank you. You're so kind. Thank you, Paul. Well, I have a radio show called out of this world radio. I broadcast on um, Saturdays and on Mondays. On Saturdays, I broadcast in English and in Spanish, starting at 10 a.m., going through 4 or 5 in the afternoon Pacific time. And then on Mondays, I broadcast from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, in German and in English. And um, my last show, I had over 44 million listeners in over 100 countries. So I've got a good worldwide audience. And it tells me that people are, are waking up and they want the truth. They're tired of being lied to. And... Um, and that you can get all my shows on BBS radio at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash BBS radio. That's boy, boy, Sam radio.com uh, forward slash out of this world radio. Or you can go to my webpage at uh, com, and all the broadcast information is there. On Mondays, I either uh, broadcast in German and in English in, on BBS or on Radio Soul International out of Vienna, Austria. Um, I'd like being in Vienna. It's a wonderful place. Um, it's right in the heart of Central Europe. And I get a large co- coverage. I'm both on the internet and on a hardware station in um, in Vienna that reaches most of Austria, eastern Switzerland, and also southern Germany as well as, as far as Munich. So I get, I get a lot of coverage there. So um, my book, um, 
messages from the masters um, is being translated now into German. So if you are in Germany and or speak German, you can get a copy of, you'll be able to get a copy of this book in just a couple of weeks in German and it's updated. Uh, this is a book I published a couple of years ago. It's still for sale. Uh, it's just $21 and includes um, a, a 1963 article written, um, published by the Christchurch New Zealand Star paper um, about the Kennedy assassination. The only problem with the newspaper article, newspaper article Paul, it was published while JFK was still alive um, because Lyndon Baines Johnson, the vice president, had ordered all U.S. embassies to release this, this fake story about Oswald killing President Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963. That was the day, of course, President Kennedy was assassinated. There's a little problem with the date, though, in New Zealand, because on November 22nd, in New Zealand, it's November 21st in the United States, and President Kennedy was still very much alive in Washington, D.C. So the cabal didn't, they, they missed that. So you find this newspaper, and it's got discrepancies like uh, it says that Kennedy, President Kennedy died at midnight Dallas time. No, he didn't. He died at 1.30 in the afternoon. It says there were three shooters shooting him to kill him. And the official story came out later. It was only one shooter, Oswald, with the magic bullet. There's a lot of discrepancies. It's got the wrong location where he was shot. But you read through this article and you realize it's all fake news, much like what you see on, on other news channels uh, today. But anyway, it's included with the book. There's also a timeline about what would have happened had President Kennedy lived. And it was very interesting. We would be already in the fifth dimension, Paul, and exchanging ambassadors with other uh, benevolent extraterrestrial races right now. And it would be, we would be living in an amazing time. Um, and that's that's what our destiny is. Our destiny is to live in a, in a beautiful planet and, and to be happy. One of the things too, um, this is, a, it's a 528 Hertz tuning fork. And when you hit one of these with a crystal from Lemuria, uh, from uh, from Mount Shasta, you spread love everywhere. Uh, let's see if I've got a crystal handy. <laughs> I don't see one, but um, at any rate, I can I can hit it with this. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's the frequency of love. And when you hit one of these things, you bathe yourself in love. That's what the planet's going going to. For tens of thousands and millions of years. The frequency of planet Earth was 7.8 hertz. On a, it's called the Schumann frequency. And in, in September 2016, it doubled 13.8 hertz. And now it's thousands of times higher. It's much, much higher right now because we're shifting into the um, fourth and, and fifth dimensions. If anyone would like one of these, you can just go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com. That's plural.com. You can sign up. I give readings to people. I have a spiritual mentoring program. These are just $55. Um, includes including postage um and then you can also buy buy my book messages from the masters as well i've also written a second book um which will likely be published um it'll be published in english but probably out of germany um in a couple of months it's called journey to the other side um, um talking talking with um benevolent um with um uh, angels and benevolent spirits um that's um that's That'll be like $20. I have a pre-publication copy. If you want, just send me an email. I can send you a copy uh, to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I also go to Mount Shasta every year. I'll be going to Mount Shasta at the end of June for a week. And then for three one-week trips starting on August 13th this year. And at Shasta Paul, we always have a lot of fascinating things happen. We've had a lot of miracle healings. Um, back about three years ago, um, the, uh, uh, the Telosians, 
and Adama um, gave me a new heart. They said, I've been working very hard all these years, and they gave me a, a new heart. And then the year before that, they uh, healed my eyesight. Um, I had 20-50 vision in one of my eyes, Paul. And um, one night, Adama came to me. He's the patron saint of Mount Shasta and said, Ted, how would you like a healing? And I said, I'd love one. And so the next morning, I woke up with 20-10, perfectly crystal clear vision in both eyes. Wow. So I can't guarantee that'll happen every time when you go because you have to be of a, we have to be positive and not, not have any doubts, but it, the miracle healings do happen quite a bit. I was there last October and uh, had a small group up, up on Shasta and one lady who'd had a hearing loss for over, over a decade, suddenly had her hearing restored in her left ear. Another lady had her, had her eyesight uh, restored to 20, uh, 2020 vision. But those sorts of things happen. I've also seen people cured of, of, of Lyme's disease, as well as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, I, I've, I've seen that happen. One fellow came on my trip in um, August of 2018. He flown from Austria there, actually. And he used to be an Olympic runner. But, it, but with Lou Gehrig's disease, it, it's, it's a deterioration of the nervous system. And uh, we did a prayer for him. We went to a sacred spot. And suddenly, Paul, he got up and ran two miles back to the car. First time he'd run in, in more than 15 years. Wow. So he was very happy. But we all have that healing power within us. We do a lot of prayers and meditation. It's spiritual healing, and it does, does work. Um, but anyway, um, and then this October, I'm going to be going back to Peru. Peru by then should be in the fourth dimension. So if you want to come, just send me an email to Out of This World Readings. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, um, Out of This World 1150 at gmail.com. And uh, we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. We're, we are going to, to ascend. We will be ascending into the fourth dimension by the end of August, early September, and five dimension by the fall of 2024. It's coming up very quickly now, very fast. Are you sure we have to wait that long? Because I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for this forever. Right. I know. I know. Well, I want to tell you that um, we are getting a lot of help. And um, I mean, we could make this happen tomorrow or today if everybody, if enough people wanted to make it happen. Um, but it's always been especially tough. Of all the planets in this universe, this planet is the hardest planet to affect any positive change, Paul. It really is the toughest one. We have a lot of dead weight. And, and by that, okay, <laughs> now I don't mean... I don't mean that in, I mean that in the most loving way. I really do. I know what you I mean, mean, my friend. Yeah, we have I mean. a lot of dead weight because of the people that are so stuck in their programming and their brainwashing. That's that true. If, if they were to let go of that, then they would no longer be dead weight. That's true, my friend. That's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they're not hopeless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, right, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. but, but they are trying they're rather trying okay what do you see for our for our future like uh um is is the uh, just the uh, the ascension timeline that you were talking about what's in store for us or do you have any other little tidbits you can share well i could i could tell you quite a bit actually um we were we are all going to become telepathic our longevity will double then triple then quadruple and eventually become a thousand years per person um, we will have uh, free energy on this planet within the next two years. Um, the disease will be completely eliminated. 
because disease, if you break it down, is dis-ease. Mm-hmm. We will be living in harmony and peace with each other, and there'll be no more fighting. Government eventually will become a lot smaller than it is now because we don't, you won't need the police forces and militaries that we do now. There will be a military, a world military, but it'll be to um, defend humanity from any negative extra- extraterrestrials coming to disrupt things here on planet Earth. That'll be part of the will be part of the Galactic Alliance or a similar organization. That's what I'm seeing happening. Um, but that's where we're headed. And if if President Kennedy had not been assassinated back on November 22nd, 1963, that's where we'd be right now. We would already be living five, six hundred years um, and we would have free energy. Um, can you imagine, I mean, not using petroleum products um, and having free energy? It's already exists. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. And and actually, there is a story I want to tell you regarding um Valiant Thor and the Pleiadians. In 1953, um, a group of Pleiadians as part of the Galactic Alliance met with President Eisenhower and said, look, um, we can offer you technology um, to, to, so you don't need um, your nuclear, you won't need your nuclear weapons and, and free energy um, if you'll get rid of your nuclear weapons. And Eisenhower said no. Actually, Eisenhower liked them, but uh, Richard Nixon wanted weapons. He was also concerned about his doctor friends and big pharma friends because he was afraid that if if uh, they eliminate, he also, the, the Plinians offered to eliminate all disease on the planet. And Nixon said, well, if you're eliminating disease, how how is big pharma going to make any money and how are these doctors and nurses going to make any money if everybody's healthy? So he was against it. The Joint Chiefs of Staff was, were also against it, uh, our military, because they wanted weapons to fight the Russians at the time. Because they're warmongers. Yeah, they were warmongers. And um, and so the following, about six or eight months later, the Greys and the Reptilians show up and they met with President Eisenhower Edwards Air Force Base on the north at the north runway in March of 1954, um, round about this month, about this time, actually. And um, wouldn't that be an interesting program to do? Maybe that's what I'll do this weekend <laughs> is. Um, Um, and they said, um, you can keep your weapons. Um, uh, we will actually give you some of our older technology so you can fight the Soviets at the time, but we'd like to abduct and study you humans. And they agreed to return all humans back to their point of origin and wipe their memories clean. So they wouldn't, wouldn't remember Eisenhower didn't like these, these entities. They weren't people. They were another negative, um, alien race. And against his better judgment, because he didn't want to do it, he, they threatened him. They said, if you don't sign this agreement, then we'll offer the same thing to the Russians and Khrushchev, and they'll become the preeminent power on planet Earth. Um, I'm also told that the reptilians and the greys threatened to kill off a bunch of humans on this planet if he didn't sign. So he felt like he was forced into it. He signed it, and I think he realized he had misgivings about it as soon as he signed it. Um, but it was never ratified by Congress. It's completely illegal. In 1959, while he was still president, President Eisenhower wanted um, he, he wanted to send his representative to Area 51 in Nevada to check it out, to see what was going, because this is the base that they had constructed to share this alien technology with us here. Mm-hmm. And um, the the people, this, the, the three-letter agency starts with the letters C as, C as in cat, I yeah. as in apple, I'm not going to say it on the air, um, refused to let him in. And so what, what President Eisenhower did, he said, look, if you don't let me in, I'm going to send the 6th Army from Denver and fight our way in 
Well, they, only then did they allow a representative. That was the last time, like 60 odd, more than 60 years ago, when any representative of any sitting U.S. president was ever allowed into Area 51. Yeah. And later, the information I got was that there were there's there were three there's three levels at Area 51. The, the top third, there was like nine levels, maybe 12, but the, the top third of it was staffed by humans. The next third of it was humans and reptilians and greys. And the last bit were just greys and reptilians. Part of the thing that I got the message the other day they were working on is the shot program to control and kill us. Kill off, mm -hmm. not everyone, but to control us and kill us. But that's what they were working on in this program. Yeah, control the, control the controllable and the ones that aren't controllable, get rid of them. Eliminate them, yeah, there's quite a bit. The technology itself is based upon um, uh, what they did to the Orions. The Orions themselves, um, the small greys, they at one time were a humanoid race, a little bit like, like us, similar, similar to us. And they were in the Orion constellation and they had just discovered space travel when they were leaving their group. When they were just leaving, a large reptilian mothership showed up. They captured um, they captured about 90% of the Orions and they sold all the men into slavery and then killed off all the women and children except for about 15 to 1600 women and children. Of those women and children, they hybridized them into a slave race, which is what they are today. They used that same technology recently in the shot program. That's the basis for the mRNA technology. Weird. That's where it came from. They perfected it recently at Dulce and at Area 51. That's what they've released into the to the general population. There are remedies, but that's where it comes from. It's completely evil, completely nefarious, and there's not one damn beneficial thing in it. Not one thing. Nothing is good about that program. So that's kind of the history in a nutshell. And you have to remember that back in 54, when Khrushchev and Eisenhower um, were, they were being played by the by the Greys because both of them ended up signing the same thing. And later in the '60s, did um, did um, uh, Khrushchev, did we and and the Russians find out we were being played with each other? So um, it's a long story, everything that happened, but it's done nothing but harm humanity on this planet. We've had all these wars since then. We're supposed to be living in peace and 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 benevolent happiness here, but we're not. You know, we still have a lot of fighting, you know, and um, anyway, that's what I that's what I see as far as like, um, you know, it's kind of a nutshell of everything. But the, the, with the rising vibrations of the planet, the negatives will not be able to stay here and they are leaving and mm -hmm. um, they are leaving and they will be forced off. The ETs will be the negative ETs will be forced out um, this year and then their human allies will be forced out by 2025 as we go into 5D. The negatives will not be able to live in 4D and the and the and their human allies will not be able, able to live in, in 5D. So the end is very near right now. Yeah, the end is very near for the negatives. Yeah, I I had always understood that the lower vibrational beings, the highest they could go would be 4D. They they're stuck there. So stuck when there, we yeah. go when we go from 3D to 4D, we're going to run headlong into the evil mucks that are stuck there and can't go any further and they're going to try and keep us from going from 4d to 5d that's their job so we've had technology for thousands of years and yeah. the hieroglyphics the yeah. the signs of uh strip mining 
on the planet. Just the crazy things that yeah. it, right. Stonehenge, the pyramids. Right. Um, I mean, come on, those right. stones, they are cut with laser. They are fit with laser accuracy. Amazing. Wow, that's amazing. You can't put a piece of paper between those stones. They fit perfectly. They did not have the technology, the tools, or the manpower to pull that off when those things were supposedly built. Right, right. Just because we don't have it today doesn't mean we haven't always had it. It just means that it's been hidden from us because it's a lot easier to charge us by the gallon, by the kilowatt hour, and by the pound. <laughs> So. You got that straight. <laughs> <laughs> with that, with that, and Ted, I I so enjoyed this program. It's been it's been a joy, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, tune into your show this weekend. Uh, oh, thanks, Paul. Thanks, thanks. you. Thank you. I, I'm just um, there's a couple different ways I can do it, but I think I will have a segment on the commemoration of the March 54 Agreement that most people don't know about. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good too to talk about it. So anyway, hey, your show is where I get my best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Okay, oh, I, thank you. I, I am, I am knowledgeable vicariously through your radio show. So <laughs> <laughs> that is how it goes. Well, I want to thank you again for being here. You are such a friend. You are such a joy to speak with, and thank uh, you. I so appreciate you. Thanks, Paul. I'd love to have you on my show, too. We'll talk about it, okay? Set up a time, my friend. It'd be fun to have you on. Okay. Whenever okay. is whenever is good for you is good for me. I okay. love to make my schedule flexible enough to fit in with yours. Great. Thank you, my friend. Oh, that would be that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> cool. All right. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Logical Thinking. Uh, please, uh, please check out the archives on bbsradio.com forward slash logical thinking. Don't forget to check out bbsradio.com forward slash out of this world radio. And uh, as always, uh, try to wake up who you can. Have compassion for those you can't. Have patience for those along the way and have joy in your heart always. Thank you for joining us. All we'll right. see you Thank next you time. All right, my friend. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Ted. Bye.